As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Well, it's not your decision. Welcome to the show. We're going crazy today. The Nationally Syndicated Radio Show, and you can watch the simulcast of this uh, on the first here in a moment, actually. So it's good to be with you today. Breaking news, a lot of breaking news, in fact. Uh, and it's been, I, if you get the newsletter, this is one of the reasons why you get the newsletter. This is why you sign up. It's why you have me send this out to you, simply because there's a lot to go over, and I wanted to make sure you guys had everything. So if you were watching the news last night, um, and we're going to get to what Biden said. If you were watching the news last night, then you saw that there was a leak, and it was of, a, of an initial draft. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because I, I think a lot of people are sort of freaking out about it. And they're, free, they're freaking out about it, and they're very much worried and and there's a lot of speculation and and there really there really is too with this whole decision the idea of trying to undermine how this is really the seditious thing trying to undermine faith in the supreme court and in the supreme court's decision making process and in the impartiality of the judges I mean, it's a very, I mean, this is a real thing, and this is a seditious thing. And we're going to dive into all of that. So I have, oh, I got a lot for you guys today, and I'm just going to try to go through all of it. We're, I mean, obviously, the Supreme Court, the draft, this, so let me set up that, let me set it up this way. This whole thing has to do with this upcoming Mississippi case, right? So the upcoming Mississippi case and this is Dobbs versus uh, Jackson Women's Health Organization. And this is going to be a case that the, this is a case the Supreme Court was examining. Um, and then now you have the question of Roe v. Wade coming into play because you have 
states that were were changing the viability of personhood or the viability of life ultimately because you, you this was a 15 week any ban after a, a ban after 15 weeks you have Texas that has it that has like a really um, Texas laws structured kind of weird uh, so it's a little bit different but you have a number of other cases that are all calling I mean it's 10th amendment you have states that are determining um, they the the bans on after which you can get an abortion so like I said if you get the newsletter we dealt we dove into this last night this has to it stems from that particular case it stems from that uh, Dobbs case and the draft was a majority opinion that was authored by Samuel Alito now I, I'm cautioning every cautioning people that this is an initial majority draft and there's a lot of questioning as to why Alito wrote it and I'm going to get to that in a minute Kane remind me because it's like one of the many roads of speculation that we're going to be going down today so it's not a final draft it was confirmed last night as being an authentic draft and obviously very clearly it was an organized leak designed to pressure justices away from the supporting the majority opinion I mean I don't know how else you say it it was designed specifically for that it was designed to give them fear because don't think for a second that they're not that these justices their families aren't going to be threatened or that they themselves are not going to be threatened i mean that's going to happen there's already barricades that went up last night in front of the supreme court building and there were protesters that just conveniently apparated out of the ether so there you have it and there's no shortage of suspected leakers either it had to be either a clerk it had shut up siri it had to be either a clerk said supreme court not siri Gosh, can I just completely disable that wench? I want to. It either had to come from a clerk or a justice themselves. There's no other person this could have come from. It had to come from a clerk or it had to come from a justice. There's a lot of speculation as to the, the clerk that it maybe came from. Amit Jain is a clerk for Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, and when Jain was in Yale, he was blasting the university for supporting Brett Kavanaugh's nomination, and he got quoted in a 2017 Politico piece that was from Josh Gerstein, and then Gerstein published, he's the one over at Politico that published the draft last night on the leaked opinion regarding Roe, because Alito was writing overturning Roe and Casey, which was Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So the FBI is reportedly going to investigate, but one of the things that we do know is that the marshal of the court, of the Supreme Court has been activated. John Roberts released, or the Supreme Court released a statement today. I first saw it via Shannon Bream. Uh, John Roberts said, quote, to the extent this betrayal of the confidence of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees and law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of the trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public service who work here. Uh, he says, I've directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. So the marshal of the court is going to be investigating. It sounds a little bit like from Robert's statement that they think it may have been probably. I mean, it could have been potentially a clerk. It could have been. Sotomayor is rumored to have the most le- the leftist and most chatty staff. Just saying. So 
they also said that it doesn't represent the final position of members. So this is where I want to come back to that this is an initial draft. Then we're going to get into everything that this means. But the reason that I that I think it's important to establish this first is because this entire conversation may be moot. This is just a first draft. This was the draft, if you read it, it was authored, in, and it literally says first draft at the top. Um, it was authored, <clears throat> excuse me, in February... And there are typically numerous drafts of these opinions before justices reach a con- before they finally settle upon a conclusion. Um, there are also a lot of um, responses to dissenters, etc. So it is not unusual for there to be uh, multiple drafts of an opinion, and it's not unusual for justices to change their opinion throughout that process. That's why it's incredibly important to note that this is just the first draft. Now. Roe, the reconsideration, like I said, this is based on Dobbs versus Jackson and Women's Health in Mississippi. This was like a this was the ban on abortion after 15 weeks. And there will probably be many revisions and responses and all kinds of stuff to this. But here's the thing to remember and keep this in mind as this all is happening. Um, This even if Roe is overturned. It doesn't ban abortion. It means that abortion is going to go back to the states. And we're going to talk about the mechanics of this. And we're going to talk about why it doesn't matter if you're for or against voluntarily terminating a pregnancy. Uh, It's this is bad law. And I'm going to explain exactly why. Um, if you get the email newsletter, my chapter and verse substack, I got into that already. Um, but this is an unprecedented leak. There was a leak, I think, from a reporter who got who scooped. Uh, some kind of, um, I don't remember, it was some sort of uh, libel case like in 1979. And then before that, the only other time that something like that was uh, was released was in, I think it was like 1919 is when it was re- something like this. But I agree with my friend Andy McCarthy, who's going to be joining us tomorrow, that the court should issue its opinion right away. Otherwise, the leak looks like it wins. And, and then you can't really trust the, the, the opinion of the justices, which is an uh, maybe it's an unintentional, you know, bonus for the person who dealt the damage by leaking this. But the, no matter what, because this opinion wasn't going to come down till June, July anyway. So if these positions change and like I said, there's going to be many revisions, it's going to be moot because you're you're still going to wonder if that's the legitimate opinion, depending on how that individual, especially if it's not majority. Now, I want to touch on really quickly the whole Roberts thing, and then we're going to get into the background of the case and we're going to talk about um, there's a let me set it up like this. There's a lot of. Uh, speculation from court watchers that John Roberts is trying to play a long game. I don't think I necessarily agree with that because for one, it sounds like one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. You cannot steward the court through everything that has happened since the time that Roberts ascended to the bench. You cannot anticipate Scalia's passing you cannot anticipate almost having Garland you cannot anticipate there's too many things to anticipate I think that there are some Robert stands out there who are acting like he's really he's playing the long game and I say this because and I too was kind of wondering this that if you are the excuse me if you are the Uh, senior justice and he's the chief justice if it is an opinion with which you concur you i mean the justice can just you know push in and write the opinion themselves 
Alito is a hardliner. And it's interesting to me that he authored this draft. Because it's difficult to see Roberts picking him. I mean, he could. This is speculation on my part, but it's just odd that he would because Alito is such a hardliner. So here's where this thing comes in. And I was reading, let me pull, I've got a million notes. Let me pull this up for you. So one of the things that I was, that I was reading is this long game. One of my friends, Volok Pundit, was, was, had, had written this before. And this was back a little, this was back um, in August of last year. John Roberts, long, longer and longest game. There is this theory that he's trying to lay the groundwork, and I'm not saying that this is the case. I actually don't think it is, but I'm just saying this. I could be wrong, totally wrong, completely, totally wrong. Who knows? I mean, this is some pretty Machiavellian stuff. Some are saying that he's doing everything that he can to provide the groundwork to overrule Casey, and that's Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Roberts wrote Citizens United like 10 years ago, and they all say, oh, he had, had to have Roe in his crosshairs. He couldn't have imagined, you know, still, though, like I said, 2010, think of everything that's happened with that court. Like I just was talking about Scalia, almost Garland, all of this other stuff. And if Clinton had won the election, I mean, really, do you honestly think Roberts is like, hmm, Trump's probably going to win? Probably not. But their whole thing is that his decisions are laying the groundwork. He hates Roe and he's going to undo it. I don't believe any of this. And even if so, everything that just happened last night completely ruined all of that. Now, there's a couple of other aspects to consider. And we're going to get into, first off, are all of these people opining on this biologist? Because if not, they should shut up. This whole conversation, should we even be having it? Are they biologists, Kane? Thank you. I mean, I'm just, I saw someone getting all ticked off over... uh, the idea that there were a bunch of dudes on TV talking about this. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're biologists. You don't know. Just saying, right? Also, uh, this is going to fire up Democrat grassroots ahead of midterms. This is all completely designed. This was part, this is why I don't think it's a conservative. I, and I know we got to get moving really quickly. I am totally open to entertaining the fact that it's a conservative, but it's not a conservative. You know why? Because it's not. Because that's on A, not conservatives don't act. B, this only serves to fire up Democrat grassroots. They literally have nothing else. So they have to create some kind of catastrophe and crisis about abortion in order to get people out to the polls. That's what this is all about. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about what's truly seditious. Uh, We're also going to get into, I'll give you the background. I'll give you what happens. Say that they do overturn it. I'm going to tell you what happens, okay? Which is basically nothing. But I'm going to tell you what happens. Service is what drives them. Well, service and a ton of caffeine. We all know that first responder communities mean a lot to those that they serve. And Black Rifle Coffee wants to give you the opportunity to support those who stand strong on the front lines. From now through May 15th, you can gift a coffee club subscription to your local department, donate directly to first responder charities, or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go to those charities. With everything a coffee lover could ask for, Black Rifle Coffee Company develops their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as military members serving this great nation. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana and use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Now through May 15th, gift a coffee club subscription to your local department 
or join the coffee club and have a portion of the sale go directly to those charities. And use code Dana at checkout to get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana and use code Dana. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. As you heard, protests erupted last night very conveniently. It was like they apparated out of the ether uh, in front of the Supreme Court building in response to the leaking of the first draft of a majority opinion authored by Samuel Alito for the court in terms of overturning Roe and actually also Casey. Uh, We're going to talk more about that. But yeah, the protesters are there. They're going to be camping out there this entire time. So just get used to hearing about it. A six-year-old Connecticut boy suffered life-changing burns after an eight-year-old bully doused a tennis ball in gasoline, lit it, and threw it at his face. The child, and I've read about this, this kid has been terrorized for over a year. Uh, These kids also chased him with an axe. Uh, Does anyone want free whoopings because I have a belt and I'm I will spare the rod and spoil I don't, I don't believe in sparing the rod and spoiling on the child so I'm just telling you I do not spare the rod uh, Dinesh D'Souza's film 2000 Mules about voter integrity opens this week we get invited to Mar-a-Lago to go on Thursday but I was not or I was unable to go but I appreciated the invitation from Danielle uh, but Uh, Very interesting look. He does a very, very good job at looking at all of the different reported instances of voter fraud. And particularly, and he was working with Catherine Catherine Engelbrook, True the Vote, people who were ferrying votes to different parts of the city. 2,000 mules, that's why it's called that. you got to check it out. So, hmm. Uh, We're a little short there, but I have a ton of stuff for you. You also know that SCOTUS ruled that Boston can't exclude Christian flags when allowing other flags. Another Supreme Court ruling there we got a lot stick with us folks how much control do you really have over your finances so lately we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government mask mandates vaccine mandates vaccine passports everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant and we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms and they do the same with your finances this is why i believe in diversifying with gold gold is physical Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the greatest crisis, not just of his career, but of any modern chief justice. I mean, this is the sort of original sin of judicial ethics. It does not get worse. And I think that what when you mentioned what is the court doing, I think Chief Justice Roberts has been meeting nonstop uh, with the marshals and others to see how they're going to find the culprit here. And, you know, God have mercy on their, their, that soul because the court will have none. And they shouldn't. That's Jonathan Turley saying that, yeah, there's not going to be any mercy had on these people. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeonly host, Dana Lash, here with you. Sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse, because you're going to get all the... And I wrote that... I hand-wrote it. Actually, I didn't. I typed it on a computer. 
Uh, but I sent that out kind of late last night because I thought, oh, okay, this is y'all are going to be wanting to know some of this info before you face the day. I want to make sure you're set up because I care and I care because I know others don't. So the leak is bad, obviously. I l- Let me just put it like this. The left was dissatisfied with abusing the FISA court and surreptitiously editing FBI emails to spy on campaign workers, right? The left was not content with using the IRS to persecute conservatives heavily back in 09 and 10 and 11 and 12. The left was not happy with abusing the rule of law and raiding conservatives' homes in the dead of night in Wisconsin. You remember the John Doe raids, right? Remember those, how crazy that was? I told you about this before. And there's a, uh, a couple of really good pieces. I linked one in the email that I sent to you. The email newsletter. They weren't content with abusing their power, the progressive DA in Wisconsin, and they were raiding conservatives' homes in the dead of night as penalty for uh, supporting Scott Walker's re-election bid. And the left was not satisfied when they were using their position to spy on Americans. You remember this, James Clapper. He lied to Congress about the NSA surveillance program. He was under oath. He said that he lied to Congress and falsely te- and falsely uh, he denied that he lied, but he did. He falsely testified during the Obama administration that the government does not wittingly collect the telephone records of millions of Americans. Hmm. The head of the Intel community He worked for former President Obama. This is 2013 testimony. The left wasn't happy then, and they weren't happy. They weren't satisfied using their positions to lie under oath. Remember John Brennan in the CIA. He lied to you, and he lied to the Senate about the drone program. Now they're leaking on the Supreme Court to affect the court's opinion. They want to undermine your faith in the Supreme Court. They want to scare the justices into reacting the way that they that they want. It's unbelievable. Now, Roe versus Wade is bad law for a number of reasons. First off, rem- remember, abortion was always considered safe, legal, and rare. Remember? At least by Democrats. That's how Democrats always promoted it. Safe, legal, and rare. now it's taxpayer funded 24 7 Roe stipulates two things that the constitution protects the right to privacy and that the unborn aren't persons until birth and that was during 1973 and they also support it's a latin phrase you're going to hear and it looks like stare decisis (laughs) star decisis just means that you can't examine uh, it's basically, you know, established tradition. It's established law, so we got to go with that. That's basically what it means. But what gets me is that this was 49 years ago, so almost 50 years ago that this determination was made, and there's a lot of questions about the science and the uh, uh, a lot of things. There's a question about a lot of things that went into determining Roe v. Wade, and that 
we apparently haven't made any significant technological or scientific advancements in the 50 years since this since, since establishing this ruling. And so have having viability at a much earlier age. The Mississippi case challenges this. Hmm. So, this, I wanted to read this quote from Justice Blackman. This was back in the original ruling. Somebody turned on the heat, apparently, in the studio. And it's, yeah, I know, I just felt heat. (laughs) I'm like, that's not good. So, this is something that Justice Blackman had written at the time. He said, if the suggestion of personhood is established, Roe's case, of course, collapses for the fetus's right to life would then be guaranteed specifically by the 14th Amendment. That was in his opinion for the majority. See, the 14th Amendment, they were trying to expand upon the privacy clause, and it's a, it is an absolute distortion of the privacy clause. And that this is something that It's just a horrible determination. I mean, I, and here's the, here's the 14th Amendment. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge, abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction equal protection of laws. Where does this say, Cain abortion? Anywhere? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it either. I mean, I didn't hear it either. <sighs> so, no abortion in this. You're re- Rose relying on, on trimester framework. There's a great editorial um, that gets into the other, I mean, there's a lot of contradictions in Roe because it's contradictory. Casey, and this is Planned Parenthood versus, versus Casey, overruled, Roe relied on trimester framework. Casey overruled this. So you have two conflicting determinations here and the supreme court came to to opposite results you have two nearly identical partial birth abortion cases and this lower courts can't even agree on the undue burden standard now this um i'm gonna pull this up there's a good piece authored by margo cleveland that got into how Roe was not decided in good and constitutional times. For 50 years, Cleveland writes, the Supreme Court has flitted from one constitutional rationale to another, unable to find the right to an abortion anywhere than the Constitution. And it gets into how even Judge Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg called the decision difficult to justify. Even Justice Elena Kagan described such former judicial endeavors as policy-oriented with judges pretending to be Congress people. And that road is not agreeable to the general tenor of legal principles, but departs from those principles at every turn. It's flatly inconsistent with the court's substantive due process precedent. It's bad law. Period. It's not good law. And to also argue that this, that the voluntary, voluntary termination of pregnancy is somehow a right to privacy issue that is not what the founders intended with this clause of the 14th amendment i mean we're talking about citizens not being deprived of i mean it really ultimately i think it's a terrible reading if you wanted to be completely literal 
I would think that it was the unborn person who was being deprived of of life, liberty, or property without due process of law by the action of t- voluntarily terminating a pregnancy, the, which less than 1% are due to rape or incest. And that's according to Planned Parenthood's own statistics, which are publicly available on the Internet. So feel free to contradict me if you think you can, which you can't because, I mean, I literally am citing their own numbers. That's the thing. I'm totally happy to have that conversation just to take the baby step forward. Being like, okay, bit by bit, let's stop using it as like a little in, a meat market industry. Let's stop. But separate from whether or not you think that abortion should be protected or not, or that it's an act that should be protected or not, I just think that people betray themselves and kind of betray their uh, partiality or impartiality when they can't recognize that this is just bad law. Bad law leads to bad things. We Dred Scott was the decision. Dred Scott decision was bad law. Sometimes they get it wrong. Okay, that's where star decisis is stupid. Sometimes they get it wrong, guys. You can't sit here and hide behind established law as a way to say that you cannot revisit this. Specifically, when the scientific framework that was cited at the time is now 49 years old, and we've got some serious technological and scientific advantages since then. Now, this is what's going to happen if Roe v. Wade should be overturned. And we'll talk more all about this. We've got Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt on another case. He's going to be joining us here coming up. Uh, nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be outlawed. What happens is that this is something that it simply is regulated state by state. We have 50 states for a reason. Yes, I'm totally fine with this. You're either a federalist, you either believe in federalism, and you either believe in the idea of our republic or you do not. There are certain things that, no matter how inconvenient for you, are not meant to be federalized. They're not meant to be nationalized and determined thousands of miles away in Washington, D.C. Just not. Now, the states are just by themselves. They would determine abortion regulations. And yes, it would differ state by state because we have 50 states and they are states for a reason. Now, again, I really want to I just again to caution, it's it's important to note that it's not a final draft, but it is it's a real one and it's not unusual for there to be multiple drafts like this. Not at all. But it is absolutely seditious. Look, if if walking through, and a friend of mine made this point, if walking through the doors of the Capitol building on January 6th, if walking through those doors, if if that was considered an act of sedition, then is not this? I mean, that's the, the big thing. Now, you've had Joe Biden, they caught him. Where's he at? On the side of the, uh, he's coming off a helicopter. And he says, audio soundbite 16, he targets Florida because he cannot get Ron DeSantis out of his head. Listen to this. But it basically says all the decisions related to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? And uh, does this mean that in Florida they can decide they're going to pass a law 
saying that same-sex marriage is not permissible. It's against the law in Florida. Uh, so there's a whole, it's, it's a fundamental shift in American jurisprudence. Hmm. Can they pass a law saying same-sex marriage is not state by state? And first off, I'm going to put it like this. This might be unpopular with people, but again, I'm a, I'm I'm about logic. Marriage is a contract. Um, I'm all for. Now, I also believe that if you are a person of faith, it is a pledge before God to honor this person. So I I believe in that. But at, at its most basic, basic, basicness, it is a contract. So that argument right there, Joe Biden is saying that he views contractual obligations between two individuals as something that can be federally regulated in the first place. That's a big government tyrannical admission. He just like stepped on his own foot. We're going to talk more about this. I could go on on that aspect of it forever. We're going to also address some of the stupid arguments about this, tell you what to expect. We got a lot. We got tech. We still have some other issues that are on the table, believe it or not. I know because this is this is it's got rowdy, rowdy day. It is. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. They're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You You won't know what hit you if you forward with these awful decisions you guys remember that that uh, sound bite there from chuck schumer like a month ago hmm flashback audio there mm, welcome back to the program dana lash here good to be with you this crazy crazy tuesday i i mean it is roe versus wade being overturned is a, a, a massively, uh, it's a, a incredibly significant ruling, but it's not going to change anything. Because it's going to, it's not going to affect most people, and then it takes everything back to the states. But really, here's the biggest thing. You had someone that was trying to poison the process of how our Supreme Court comes to these decisions. And they're going to try to get you to not talk about that, to not think about that, to not. This is unprecedented in our nation's history. This is stuff that is that that rocks the republic is this kind of stuff right here. This is the kind of stuff that rocks the republic. This is the kind of stuff that 
that unsettles institutions and that that can destroy in you know entire sovereign entities this is unprecedented i think that i have I, this is wild we've never seen anything like this now coming up we have a few things that we need to get because we're still following this now there's pressure on to eliminate the filibuster right and the really not just roe v wade but also casey is coming under well it's coming it's kind of in the crosshair so to speak we have missouri ag eric schmidt who's going to be joining us there's a whole other story there because you we've been talking about education missouri schools now are dealing with lawsuits there was a survey asking students about their sexual orientation and if they have racist parents and all kinds of stuff that was given to kids in schools we're going to talk about that and more stick with us more of the dana show coming up almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the constitution so this is why i'm proud to support patriot mobile it's america's only christian conservative cell phone provider they offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers so you get the same great service plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech life and liberty patriot mobile has plans to fit any budget and they're 100 you US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. This is a dark and disturbing morning for America. Last night, a report disclosed that a conservative majority of the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion. If this report is accurate, the Supreme Court is poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years, not just on women, but on all Americans. Under this decision, our children will have less rights than their parents. Hmm. I don't really necessarily think that that's true. Guess Chuck Schumer is such a dark day. This was all done by design. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here, your lovable curmudgeon. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt joins me on a separate topic. I may ask him about this, though, uh, as well, later on in the program. But they set this up entirely. This is all by design, because this is who the left is. I don't know if I've ever had such... I don't know if I've ever had an absence of respect for the left as I do now. It's been there for a long time. It's been like this since Parkland. But definitely, definitely more so now. The fact that you're, I mean, willing to sacrifice the the institution of the supreme court that you're willing to do that to to try to prop up bad law is is anti-american and i hope that they i hope whoever i hope they find whoever did this i think it's seditious 
this uh, I mean, if, if you can get in trouble and be called a traitor for walking into the Capitol building when the cops invite you in and the doors are open, then surely uh, this is treason. If that if that is also right, this is this is all designed to undermine faith in our institutions and it's designed to throw any justice that would uh, I mean that would consider signing on to this majority opinion that's just all there is to it the 14th amendment is nothing about abortion I got some other audio here for you as well, because there's just a lot. Audio soundbite 14. This is some, I don't care enough about her to memorize her name. This is one of these pundits that's on uh, CNN. It's a slippery slope. They're freaking out over everything that could be banned. American people. And I cannot believe that I'm sitting here, Jim, in the year of 2022, a right that I was born into a society that had, that my mother had, that my grandmother had, that my great grandmothers in her lifetime had, that with the stroke of a pen, someone can simply say a fundamental right that is within a zone of privacy that the court has said should be hands off for the government with the stroke of a pen can be taken away. There are a lot of things now on the chopping block. And Steve, you spoke about an earthquake. Well, a familiar phrase is a slippery slope in the Supreme Court. That which you do in one area could extend to others. Well, fundamental rights include interstate travel, include the idea of same-sex marriage, include same-sex relationships, just to name a few. Now this is essentially gone. What's next? Hmm. There you go. Laura Coates is her name. I mean, there's they're going to be an interstate travel and they're going to be an and this is what this is their new talking boy. This is what Biden's saying. Audio sent by 15. Listen to this. I, I, I realize this goes back a long way, but one of the debates I had with Robert Bork was whether whether uh, um, Griswold versus Connecticut should stand as law. The state of Connecticut said that the privacy of your bedroom, you, a husband and wife or a couple could not choose to use contraception. To use a contraception was a violation of the law. If the rationale of the decision what in the world? were to be sustained, a whole range of what rights. What a bastardization of Casey, too, a by the way. And the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, localities make those decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. Schumer also wants to, he says, and this is what, um, what's her face? AOC said, we want to codify Roe versus the Wade into law. He wants every senator on record. He, he was on the floor and he said that he intends to hold a vote in the Senate on codifying the right to an abort, right to an abortion. Let's just make everything a right. I want the right to punch you in the throat if I dislike your opinion, right? That's what I would. I would like. How about that? I mean, very real simple, right? There's a lot of things that could be right. Here's the thing. You know what they would have to do in order to, if I understand this correctly, and I may be wrong, which I don't rarely ever, never wrong. I'm never wrong. Doesn't it, don't they have to overturn Roe and Casey in order to do that, to codify it into law? <laughs> How does the law work? I'm just a senator. I don't know nothing. I'm just from New York. Come on, I'm a tuck somewhere. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have this. Wait, 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 wait. 
Uh, we may not have the, this. Or you may have this. There's you guys. You guys. There's a lot of audio coming at us. So play this. Play this. I don't know how long it is. This is he's. This is what he's basically. This is what he would have to do. Listen. It's loading. Yeah. So yeah. That's what he would have to do. Now that the court is poised to strike down Roe, it is my intention for the Senate to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to an abortion in law. Second, a vote on this legislation is not an abstract exercise. This is as urgent and real as it gets. We will vote to protect a woman's right to choose, and every American you know what? All right. I can't handle it no more. You know what? I Nothing at all is... Nothing at all amazes me more than to see these crusty dudes out here being like, we're going to... We're going to protect a woman's right to choose. Do you, how, how mean do you want me to be? I may hurt some feelings right now. How mean do you want me to be on this right now? Maximum. You want maximum? I am a maximalist. Do you want maximum meanness? I want it. Abortion is a way for guys to sit on their asses and not fulfill their duty as fathers. Look, if you're going to... I mean, I can go more. Keep going. If you're... If... You're in it for life. Let's just put it like that. Okay, that's the most polite way. <laughs> Steve's going, Kane, you're killing me right now. <laughs> Look, it, abortion is a way for a guy to abdicate his duty. Now, also for a woman, but any man. And I realize that there are men out there who disagree with me and I and I'm friends with them and I don't. That's fine. But I think that if a man's out there cheering for a woman to get abortion, that is a man that doesn't want responsibility. He wants to live like a bruh forever. And I really kind of don't want that type of man to reproduce. So I'm totally fine with him not reproducing. But I, I'm not fine with him killing his kids as a way, you know, a voluntary termination of pregnancy. Let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not even going to use the phrase abortion anymore. This man aborts his manhood. When you support, when you're cheering people out there to get abortions, you're aborting your own manhood. That's just the way I look at it. And, and guys have told stupid women to support this type of stuff in the name of female empowerment. Ladies, you can empower yourselves, but they don't pay attention to what it does to a woman emotionally. They don't pay attention to what it does to a woman physically. They don't pay attention to the long-standing consequences of what happens to this woman. They don't care. They don't have to be there. It's progressive men that have fomented this, and it's dumb women that have taken it and run it over the finish line. Still doing the duty of the patriarchy. Can you imagine being so clueless that you're selling yourself out for the patriarchy and yet you actually think that you're doing something to empower yourself? More women are aborted worldwide than than men. Also, I don't want to see a single damn person weighing in on this if they can't define what a woman is. Are you a biologist, sir? (laughs) It's my mood right now. I, it amazes me. Amazes me. But that's true. That's exactly it. And look, I'm going to tell you this. You don't just accidentally go and get pregnant. Shut up. My first child was totally by surprise and unplanned and I was not married at the time. Don't sit here and tell me you accidentally get pregnant. I was 21 years old. Don't tell me that you accidentally get pregnant. Where do babies come from? 
I just don't know. I'm an empowered woman, but I don't know how babies are made. Oh, my gosh. What am I to do? That's what I hear. It is a society that tells women you're too stupid to own guns. It's a society that tells women you're too weak and stupid to raise a kid. It's a society that tells women you aren't good enough and your bodies aren't good enough. So go ahead and go down to Planned Parenthood where taxpayers are supporting your abortifacients. Go ahead and do that. Women aren't aren't smart enough to be responsible and empowered to the point where they can monitor their own bodies and realize where children come from. The entire thing is predicated upon the stupidity of the female. Now, that's how I absolutely view it. I had a conversation with my kids. Can you imagine the birds and the bees talk with me? Because I'm not like one of those women who's like, okay, guys, let's know. Uh-uh, it's a big boy stuff. It's a big boy stuff. And I told my son when he was heading off to college, I said, look, you know whose you are. And you know what's expected of you. And if there comes a time when I'm hardcore, I'm like, if you get into that situation, you better put a ring on it. And you will be expected to. I do not mess around. That was my, that's, that is my rule. If you're not going to put a ring on it, then don't put a thing in it. You okay, Kane? Because right. that's Dana's rule. I told you guys, I'm not, what do you, I'm not, you know, I'm not Big Bird. I'm not going to sit here and talk about colors and your feelings. We're not doing that. Put a, it. put a ring on it or don't put a thing in it. The end. Now, I, it's, I mean, it's sad that, you know, people don't have this conversation. That's the exact kind of conversation you should be having with your kids. Now you have Senator Blumenthal. He wants another vote on the Women's Health Protection Act. It would establish a nationwide right to abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. I mean, I, my mother had this, had, I can't even tell, you think my conversation with my kids is bad. You, didn't, you weren't even there for Nana's conversation with me. Cigarette half hanging off her lip with her Clint Eastwood attitude. Okay. Well, this is how. Uh, this is how this happens. Tell you what. I it, it's just funny. So. I'm just telling you, this fight. This is about getting people to the polls oh here's rolling stone now they're in it of course. of course they are oh they're all coming oh my gosh it's so bad and all of these i'm watching it all these uh democrats are now posting videos of themselves out with protesters and all this kind of stuff it's pretty funny all right we got more to come I have a lot and I we got the reactions coming in and we got Eric Schmidt, Missouri AG is going to be on with us coming up on the the educational issue. There's a suit as well. 
Shut up, Steve. The mainstream media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how Democrats are on a downhill track, how student debt relief has become a really hot topic. And I talked with Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee, about being in Twitter jail and maybe getting out sometime. Don't forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast. Hear me expose and dissect the news of the day, politics public issues don't shy away from the truth. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Hmm. All right. In 1921 today, West Virginia became the first state with an income tax. Boo. Boo. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ohio, their Republican primary is going to be an indicator of Trump's endorsement power. Voters are deciding their heated Senate primary today. It's one, one of the most contentious Senate primaries in the country. Uh, and you have uh, this is a mess. I, let, I was going to say it's J.D. Mandel. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That's what Trump said. Man, you had to think that the Vance people didn't like that. I do think it's funny. J.D. Vance once called Trump a Nazi. So I'm just trying to figure out how he's all super MAGA. And I think Josh Mandel's been wanting to run off for office forever. Hasn't he run for office for like ever? I don't think he's ever called anyone a Nazi. But Vance totally did. I have to say, I think Vance is kind of... It's just a little odd to me, right? I guess maybe he just happened to all of a sudden do a 180 and become very, very MAGA. After, I mean, that's a big step. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. I'll come back to that. An NBC political reporter was found to be plagiarizing articles. Uh, improper sourcing was the phrase that NBC said when they, are, they didn't meet their standards for original material. Yeah, because the dude totally plagiarized Tegan Finn uh, or herself. She just, she plagiarized uh, like 11 articles over the past year. They all have editor's notes now uh, published at the top, identifying the properly sourced material and noting its removal. You got to cite your sources and also don't just copy and paste entire sentences. And Kim Jong-un is nuclear saber rattling. So is Russian television commentary at propagandists. And one January 6th defendant gets no jail time. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Stick with us. AG Eric Schmidt next. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. I, I, I realize this goes back a long way, but one of the debates I had with Robert Bork was whether, whether uh, um, Griswold versus Connecticut should stand as law. The state of Connecticut said that the privacy of your bedroom, you, a husband and wife or a couple could not choose to use contraception. To use the contraception was a violation what does that of the law. Do with this law. If the rationale of the decision as released were to be sustained, he has the these whole moments. Range of rights We've played this already, which is why I can't redo it again. I just can't. I can. I got so much patience. What does that have to do with this case? Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon Dana Lash here with you, and we've been going over this insanity with the Supreme Court. There's a number of things still to get into, including this story that came out of my home state uh, that is kind of shocking they've been giving kids this is just in in the context of all the stuff that they've been giving that's been happening in schools they've been giving kids uh these like surveys that quiz them on race and sexual orientation and their parents political beliefs it's snitch academy is what it is on this and i think every other issue what a day for him to join 
Speaking of on this side of the law, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, also a senatorial candidate, too. Good to see you, sir. And first off, I'm going to get into the Missouri stuff, but this just all happened last night. We already had you. We were we we already had you scheduled. We were going to have you on about this Missouri story, and then everything happened last night. You've dealt with the Supreme Court. You know what this is. I mean, you're you're fighting stuff right now. I just want to get your lawyer take on how wild this is and how unprecedented this is to have a leak like this on a draft. And I get it. There's multiple drafts and that this is, you know, this is not unusual. It is unusual to have it leaked. Was it a clerk or a justice if you had to speculate? I mean, what is your take on this? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I assume a clerk. I mean, I can't believe a justice would do that, but I guess we'll find out if if they're actually going to, you know, have an investigation on this, which was indicated internally, at least, that they're going to try to get to the bottom of it. I mean, look, a lot of times people say things are unprecedented and they're really not. This really is unprecedented. It's objectively never happened before where a draft opinion like this is leaked, presumably to intimidate, right, to, to an affected outcome. So, it's unprecedented. It's not all that surprising, I think, given the left's tactics they've used. I mean, look what they've done to justices during the confirmation hearings. Look what they did. I mean, Clarence Thomas, whose first job out of law school, by the way, was in the Missouri Attorney General's office. It started with Bork and Thomas and Kavanaugh. I mean, this is the playbook, which is to try to destroy people's lives or intimidate them to get to a result. The process and the law doesn't matter to the left. They're willing to sacrifice every institution, every norm, every law to get to their, uh, you know, utopia uh, vision of the world. And this is just the most recent example, but it is shocking. Yeah, very shocking indeed, especially as, you know, there. I know that there, the, and the one that was embedded, the PDF that was up on Politico, Politico was the entity that had it, it said first draft. There's multiple drafts like this. I mean, that's to be expected. And, you know, they the justices go back and forth and they reply to dissent, etc. What does this do? Do you think that this shakes their, their, security in the idea of their freedom to do this without public intrusion because this is a really sensitive thing and that's one of the reasons why these you know these justices have lifetime appointments has that been shaken you think for them and i know it's undermined i know a lot of people are going to be questioning where when they come down on this if it was legitimate yeah i mean look the the outcome at least the, the hopeful outcome based on the draft is something that we've advocated for in briefs at the supreme court so there's you know that's the Hopefully that remains the case, although it's not a final decision or opinion yet. But it has to rock the core of the trust that inside that building is there. I think the justices try to pride themselves on um, the the ability to exchange these ideas and thoughts and drafts. And they play off the right. Some people want to add things or some people have a separate opinion or some people might shape their dissent. Um, if all that is like an open source Uh, there's no doubt it would affect how that court operates. Um, And so, again, the level of um, uh, arrogance and destruction from the left here is is really shocking. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an an attempt to try to intimidate or flip votes. That's what you mean. That's the only conclusion you can draw here. Yeah, you're uh, you're running for Senate in Missouri and the uh, Senate leader, Chuck Schumer, just a little bit ago was on the floor saying, well, you know, we need to codify. Uh, Roe v. Wade. We need to we need to do this to Roe and Casey, which are kind of conflicting. Doesn't that mean? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this. What would that? Would you? Wouldn't? How does that work? How would he? Ha, I mean, do you? Wouldn't that have to be overturned? How does that work? 
Well, hey, look, I think you have to remember what happens if Roe v. Wade is overturned, right? Goes Which to the 50 years, it goes back to the states, right? And you can have these political debates and state legislatures can decide. People can have input. They can vote people in. They can vote people out. That is what, you know, the sort of the founder's vision of how you resolve these issues. Even Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg admitted that when the Supreme Court 50 years ago did it, this was a huge leap. First of all, they invented it out of thin air as a flawed decision in yeah. the first place. But for the nine justices on that court to decide this issue for everybody in the country at once 50 years ago was completely flawed. And so I think, look, the reality is we're not having traditional political debates in this country right now, Dana. The Democrats are hell-bent. And the reason why they're, they're two votes away, by the way, from packing the Supreme Court, you know, federalizing our elections, uh, adding states to the union, this open borders and amnesty. They know that the tide is turning. The American people, there's a reckoning coming in November. and They want to do as much as they can, as quickly as they can, uh, to, you know, to, to, uh, to fundamentally change this country. And so Chuck Schumer standing, that's not a surprise. Uh, I, I assume they'll start talking about packing the court again uh, and trying to put pressure on the two Democrats in the Senate that have, that have held back on that. So it's a, it's nuts. It would be interesting to see you in the Senate with your lawyerly background. I would love to see that. I want to see that argument. And that's, that's it'd, be, it'd be fun. It'd be yeah. on that judiciary committee. And by the way, we ought to be They'd bringing in you. one of the things I look forward to bringing in Fauci for Iran Contra style like hearings over the origins of COVID and the response making these people ask to answer I would binge that on C-SPAN. Now you're speaking to me. I would totally binge that. Talking to Missouri AG Eric Schmidt. Okay, I, I got to ask you this. My home state of Missouri, show me state. Now there's an, now you're looking to investigate these school surveys. When I first saw this, I actually first saw this on Facebook and I did not think it was real. So I, because it seemed ridiculous. I'm like, okay, I get it. There's a lot of crazy stuff in schools. No way are they. Oh yeah, way. They are absolutely there. Webster Groves. I lived in Webster Groves. Webster Groves School District will not say who they share the answers of these surveys with. It's education companies, Panorama, uh, Kane, the Panorama, isn't that a Fauci company? Actually, isn't his daughter like with? I just want to put that out there. Project Wayfinder, they sell the quizzes for top dollar. They won't comment. These quizzes, they talk about alphabet struggles, LGBTQA, XYZ. Uh, and then they ask uh, a second grader uh, to basically, when was the first time that you noticed people can be different races from you? And the, this this broke my heart. Because the little, the second grader wrote in that the answer now, like right now, because you're pointing it out and making it a big deal. Then they were asking kids if they had people who were racist in their families. I mean, this is Snitch Academy. And it's, this is so Orwellian. It's like they just decided to take that as a playbook and run it. Uh, Tell us about this and your fight on it. I mean, where do you even begin with this? I mean, by the way, Merrick Garland's son-in-law, that's who you're Garland, not Merrick Garland, not Fauci. Thank you. Merrick, yes. Merrick Garland's son-in-law. And by the way, when parents showed up at school board meetings, remember objecting to CRT and forced masking, which we were suing over to, what happened? The National School Board Association worked with the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, to yes. weaponize the FBI to go after parents under the Patriot Act and company. silence their voices. So you talk about Orwellian. I mean... Last week, it feels like forever ago, you're talking about a minister, a real ministry of truth. I mean, these folks have lost their minds, but they're in control in the federal government, and we've got to put a stop to it. So to put this in perspective, we have shown a light on a lot of this stuff. We all, we started something called the Students First Initiative, which is a portal where parents can send us this nonsense that the left says isn't in schools. It is in schools. The gender unicorn, the oppression matrix. 
That's in places, Dana, like Springfield, Missouri, okay? So we're suing Springfield because they refuse to provide all the documents. Whistleblowers have come forward to show us, you know. It's like Mayberry. That's just so wild to me. It's crazy. So now here we go with another round of this in Webster Groves where, and by the way, this is not the only school district. We're starting to hear of other places that, you know, we'll be looking into as well. But where, you know, these students are filling out surveys about their ideology and Planned Parenthood and are their parents racist and gender identity question. I mean, these people, um, they, they are they are hell-bent on indoctrination, not education. And we got to put a stop to it. But this revelation is shocking, uh, although not surprising, again, because it's not just rhetoric, rhetoric anymore from the left. It's reality. Oh, and yeah. It's in the heartland. And so we're taking it on. And I think that's what you need, Dana. You need people who are unafraid to do this stuff, to fight back, because um, the American people have had enough of this. They want their country back. They want their schools back. People are standing up, and uh, you know I'm going to be there right alongside with them. Talking to Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, you said something important too that you know they people need someone to fight. People also need someone to stick up for the parents, which I think you've done a really good job with. Because I know that parents, at least on this, they were reaching out to you on this. Uh, on this survey, which is still wild. And it absolutely breaks my heart. This one parent was sharing their their kids answers. And it just broke my heart to see this. Uh, Because this is this this is something that these kids have to live with in the classroom every single day. They're getting this is this is about uh, mental conditioning is what it is, because they're being they're they're getting this every single day. And the parents that speak out about it, you mentioned just a minute ago, Garland, his son in law, of course, they does the panorama company that's doing the survey. It's just so wild, small world, so convenient. But they're attacked. They're called terrorists. And then there are a lot of politicians that seemingly are just and I've even seen some Republicans that are a little hesitant. They don't know how to. And when this all first started, they didn't know how to handle this. And I remember I keep a ledger. I was like, okay, that person is speaking out for parents. That person's not that person's focus group testing it. Um, But you were one of the ones who went out there and were like, oh, heck no. Um, Which I think is incredibly important because parents feel need to feel like they have someone representing them who is championing them in addition to watching out for some of this bad stuff coming down the hill. Well, look, if you're a parent, you got your kid in the public school system and you don't, you don't have the option, maybe you don't have the resources or whatever to send your kid to a different school, right? Think about how captive you would feel if your kids are being indoctrinated in this way, they're being told to view the rest of the classroom as oppressor or oppressed, or by the way, the teacher and staff training, which, you know, that that becomes part of everything in the classroom then right if that's the lens by which you see everything if it you know a hammer to a hammer everything is a nail Mm -hmm. in this race essentialism this marxist ideology it's not just a graduate level course that you pay as an elective it is in middle schools and in some instances grade schools and certainly high schools and so parents have had enough of this so the first thing is we got to expose it and we got to fight against it Again, you mentioned it. I've sued 47 school districts for forced masking. We've gone after school district for CRT. We're exposing these lies and we're exposing this madness because um, that's my job. I'm their lawyer. I'm the mm-hmm. lawyer for the people and we're going to keep pushing back. One last question for you. I could actually go long, uh, so much longer, but I, I know you're you're because you're busy. You're attorney general of the state of Missouri. Uh, the Ministry of Truth. I just got to get a quick a quick remark from you on this. This is wild. I mean, it legit is Ministry of Truth, and we have this crazy woman who loves to post videos of herself on TikTok heading it. It's it, it's it's uh, it's totally crazy. Um, I think the idea that um, the government is going to tell you what you can say or approve speech or deplatform you. The government is using, by the way, these social media companies to help silence conservatives. And this is just they're saying the quiet part out loud when you're in Congress. 
and Yorkus is actually saying there's a governing board for disinformation, and they've got this, you know, crazy person who's going to be the the uh, deciding what's acceptable speech or not. I mean, this is Orwellian. This is 1984. This is nuts. And so we've got to push back on that. Um, we've already sent. I, you know, sent something uh, to the secretary last week, calling him to pull back on this. We're looking at some other options that might exist too. We just simply can't tolerate that in the United States of America. The First Amendment's the beating heart of our Constitution, and we need to protect it at all at all costs. Amen to that. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, and you can also find him, Schmidt for Senate, S-C-H-M-I-T-T, for Senate.com. Sir, as always, appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got, got your hands full. A lot going on, Dana. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Thanks so much. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. I don't even know where to start by this. So let's do... Let's start with this one. All right. So a Florida man got arrested for hiding underneath a residence after running from cops on a mini motorcycle. How fast do mini motorcycles go? They really go that fast? Jesse Vidal, 37 years old. Man, he's rough looking. He's uh, thought he could outrun the law on a mini motorcycle, but he was apprehended after a legitimate chase took place. And the man tried to hide under a residence. Marion County Sheriff's Office saw a little bitty tiny motorcycle without lights driving north, literally on the highway. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, on the highway. Traffic stop was conducted. The 37-year-old fled in the middle of it. uh, And they, how do you flee? (laughs) He's on a mini motorcycle. They're in their cop cars. How does that happen? He was arrested and booked in Marion County Jail on six charges, including warrant for failure to appear on a previous grand theft charge. Oh, boy. A Florida man took a leak in a store's beer cave, said police. $113.36 approximately worth of brewskis was damaged. Rockledge, Florida. A 61-year-old Florida man was arrested on allegations of urinating on cases of beer inside of a Brevard County store. Nasty. He walked into, it's called the Hop and Pop convenience store it's actually kind of a neat name because you know it's beer and soda right yeah 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 do they got wine and spirits though it kind of ruins it uh he tried to enter the restroom but it was locked he then went into the beer cave the store has a beer cave and he pretended to look at merchandise and then the video this closed circuit television video shows the man facing the shelves unzipping his pants and then peeing on the beer the owner said six cases of beer totaling $113 were damaged and could not be sold. They identified him from his license plate. They made contact with him on Wednesday. They arrested him on misdemeanor charge of criminal mischief. Like, if you had to go, you couldn't just walk outside and go on the side of a building? I mean, dudes, are you guys are pretty portable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't just, like, walk around. the. You had to go to the beer cave? I don't, I just don't, I don't understand that. Uh, a Florida woman suspected of drunk driving performed multiple ballet and Irish folk dance moves while undergoing field sobriety tests after rear-ending a vehicle. I will say that everybody has that one family member that actually dances better when they drink. Yeah. And this skill does not come out until it's a family reunion or wedding reception. Amy Harrington had an incident involving an alcohol-related car crash. She so- showed signs of impairment, and they said that she slurred her speech, was unsteady on her feet. She still got hit with a reckless driving charge and 12 months probation. There is no video, sadly. Uh, but they said that she tried to involve, like she tried to do an Irish, Irish dance and some ballet moves to show that she was totally fine. 
Usually in your head, that probably feels fine, but doesn't look good. Stick with it. Does he want the people on this board to start censoring information that is not helpful to him? Well, let me be clear on exactly what this board does or what the work what they are doing entail? does. And in their announcement, which is publicly available on the Department of Homeland Security website for anyone to read, it says, quote, the primary mission is to establish best practices to ensure that efforts to understand and respond to disinformation are done in ways that protect privacy, civil rights, and civil liberties, and the right to free speech. So she didn't say that they wouldn't censor. Exactly. I didn't hear that. I was listening. I was like, is there going to be like a, you know, an also? No? No. no nothing like that? Okay. All right. I was just wondering. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your... Retired goth curmudgeon Dana Lash in my little cave with my giant LED wall. It's good to be with you this Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to sign up for that newsletter, chapter and verse over at Substack. Legit, I sent out a piece. It was free for all, and it got into SCOTUS, and I have some other stuff that I got some developments in there that I'll send out too. Uh, and then, of course, you get my daily prep, which is super sweet. All this stuff I'm talking about. They never said that. She never said in that audio soundbite that um, there was no, there's not going to be any censorship happening. So apparently what Elon Musk took his mom to the Met Gala last night. I'm surprised that people weren't freaking out over him being invited to the Met Gala. You're like, what's the Met Gala? So it's this thing where that Anna Wintour puts on and it's basically like snooty prom. And it's supposed to be where it's for all the popular kids. And that's where they go. And you, you, there's a theme every year. It's just really it was gilded glamour last night, and I, I don't know. That's all I know. It benefits the Met. So that's it. And Anna Wintour does it. I don't know. I just, I've never, I mean, you basically just show up and you spend all this time. I mean, I get, I don't get fashion. I mean, I get fashion to an extent, but I wear black every day. So, because I just don't like thinking about my clothes. But it doesn't seem like it's a big payoff to spend all that time getting dressed and then you show up and you get your pictures on the steps and then you go in and you eat and drink and you go home and it's done. Right? There are AOC tantrums that have lasted longer. I don't know. Just kind of, it's odd to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not, I just, I got to really want to go somewhere to go there. <laughs> you know what I mean, I just hate places. <laughs> I'm so curmudgeon. I can't even deal with it. Oh, yeah, she didn't say. She didn't say that they're not going to censor. And then Elon Musk shows up last night. He was asked this. I don't really want to play this whole. I was thinking about it. Okay, you know what? Do we have it? Do you have it queued up? First off, I just wish she would have been prepared to ask a question instead of rambling for like the first half of the video. But she, this reporter with, is it Entertainment Tonight? Everybody should take lessons from Mary Hart. Mary Hart's where it was at, right? That woman could just drill down a question. She was real good at that. He was there with his mom, and she asks him this question, a question he's been asked for like the frillionth time. Listen. I've spoken out and said, why did you use the money that you purchased Twitter with to do something for charity, philanthropy, more good with that money? Well, I do do a lot of things uh, philanthropically. Yes. Um, and uh, really, uh, th- you know, my, th- th- my companies are intended to uh, do good for the future of humanity with the Tesla trying to accelerate uh, the advent of sustainable transport and, and energy. 
uh, and SpaceX is um, providing internet to the least served people around the world. The biggest space uh, company in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So we're able to help Ukraine with the Starlink terminals um, and uh, give them uh, connectivity in, in uh, particularly some of the hardest hit areas. So, you know, I. I uh, aspirationally, I am trying to do good for uh, humanity and, and the future of civilization. Why didn't she know that before asking him? Like, why aren't you doing anything good with your money? Like, you have all these millions, Why? Right? You know, some people are like, why didn't you do anything with your charities? And he's like, well, here's all I've done. And then she's like, oh, yeah. She actually later on is like, oh, and then, you know, you did the Internet thing in Ukraine. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, what a question to ask. By the way, here's a question that I actually would have asked her. So are you going to go and all the people who got the money from the purchase of Twitter, are you going to go and ask them what are they going to do with that money? Are they going to help charities? Do you guys think that all the people who got bought out, all those people, are they going to go use that money to go and help the charities? Like what particular charities are you talking about? What? There's always this... There's always this idea that if you're, and I get it, it's not, you know, if you're rich, you're supposed to be doing stuff with charities. And I think people, you know, they, they, they have a heart for it and that's good because you're called to. But at the same time, I got to admit that if I were him, I'd be a little bit resentful of being constantly asked by a bunch of grifters all the damn time. You're spinning a charity. Like, and they don't even take the, the time and use the opportunity of a easily to use internet to look this stuff up before they essentially accuse you of being stingy. Which, by the way, have you ever noticed that it's the greedy people who always say that the other people who don't want to give away their money to them are selfish? It's, it's selfish to want to keep the fruits of your own labor, but it's not selfish to demand someone else's fruit, right? Very fascinating. All right, so we've been talking about all this stuff with... The Supreme Court leak and everything else. And it's, oh my gosh. And um, it's very interesting. My friend David Arsani noted that in 1982, Joe Biden proposed a constitutional amendment that would overturn Roe v. Wade and allow states to choose their own policies on abortion. Hmm, Kane. True story. New York Times has... A thing on that. This is dated March. Pull this up. March 13th. And it's titled when Joe Biden voted to let the states overturn Roe v. Wade. And the National Abortion Rights actually called it the most devastating attack on abortion rights. He's actually on record as to having done it. And he wrote a letter in 1994 to a constituent bragging that he voted against abortion funding on 50 separate occasions. And then he also voted for the partial birth abortion ban. Uh, as well. And that was of uh, 2003. Hmm. Look at that. Oh, but wait, he's like all, now suddenly he's, he's, see, he goes to where, these people are so shameless. They're, they're so absolutely shameless. I was, um, instead of this looking at Instead of this being something that's focusing on how this process was completely distorted by this leak, everybody's going to be talking about, it. well, you know, it's now they're going to ban Eric Swalwell is coming out and Swalwell. I can't even say his name. Do I want to? 
He's even coming out and saying they're gonna they're gonna be in a racial marriage. He actually tweeted this. Oh, the Republicans want to ban interracial marriage. Um, what? Has he met Clarence Thomas? And just saying. And he's like, do you want to save that? Like, where does this come from? I mean, yeah, I'm real sure Clarence Thomas is going gonna, is gonna to do the vote on that, you fruitcake. Good grief. I, I don't know. I, this, this, it's, it's already descending into a vote about it's women's rights. It's women's rights. It's a, it, even though it was a completely distorted, we were talking about this, uh, distorted view of the, of the, uh, privacy clause of the 14th amendment. Here's the thing that Roe is being argued as though it's a natural right. But even if you wanted to ignore, first off, put aside the fact that it deals with abortion. I know that, but I need you to do that just for this one second. Because it's not a natural right, yet that's how the left argues it. They're trying to argue as though it's a natural right, yet it's considered technically a civil right because it was created in the courtroom, right? This, the, the allowance of it was created in the courtroom. And so this, there's some really good, I mean, there's, I, I could get into the weeds with it when we talk, when we get into like uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey and how... I mean, is one going to go? Is both going to go? Uh, we could speculate about John Roberts, Justice Roberts. We could speculate on him. But the problem is that this is still, it doesn't matter all of the discussion about it, even if this is overturned and it goes to the states. What you just saw last night at the federal level with the Supreme Court leak is going to be repeated in all 50 states with the left doing everything that they can to try to achieve their own objective. I mean, the thing... It's bad law. The left doesn't want to play by the rules. They want to leak and they want... This is going to force intimidation of justices. I don't know how in the world else. The left is overplaying their hands so bad. They always do that. They always do this. And when you really explain to people what it is, I mean, what you're talking about, the Mississippi case was 15 weeks. What is it? The, right now, as it is Roe v. Wade, it's 23. You have to realize, I guess some people don't understand exactly. You don't, the people don't talk about it because it's considered taboo and it's considered what gross to discuss exactly. And I've seen some of the, I've seen some of the protesters that are pro-life that have had those, you know, the fetus posters that they've had up. I think you have to talk to people and explain to them exactly, do you understand what this means? When you talk about this saving the life of the mother, rape or incest, this is Planned Parenthood's own statistics. I have this also up cited by the, in the New York Times. Uh, I have it cited New York Times, Time Magazine, Wall Street Journal. Um, I have it here even with the libertarians over at Reason. I mean, I've got it cited six space to Sunday. And it, it, it goes back to, as its resource, Planned Parenthood's own figures, rape or incest accounts for less than 1% of all abortions. So when people are arguing that you're wanting a 12-year-old who's been raped to have a baby, what they're trying to do is, is misrepresent something that is very much a rare exception, and they're trying to present it as a universal, the rule. Like, this is mostly what they're dealt with. In fact, Planned Parenthood, when they delve into it, it's middle-aged women who are using it as a form of birth control. And it's more or less in uh, uh, actually black communities. 
Now, remember, if you go back to how it was founded, Margaret Sanger was the creator of Planned Parenthood. She was a famous, famous eugenicist, and she was very much a racist. In fact, that was the whole goal was to eradicate, and these are her own words, people that she viewed as being undesirable from the nation's population. It was a form of population control with only the acceptable people making it. That's horrific and heinous. That's you got to talk. You have to acknowledge the founding. You have to acknowledge what it does. Yeah, I mean, you you you're dismembering something. You're dissolving something with a human life. You're that's exactly what it is. And to argue that it's used to save the mother's life, there's no doctor that actually signs on to that. And again, it amounts to less than it's a tiny, tiny fraction, and it never goes that far because that's not how doctors work. They're, they're trying to use these fear-mongering statistics, and they're really plain dudes on it because they think dudes don't know. I don't ex- they, they think that dudes aren't going to know this stuff. They, th- they think that they're playing on the stupidity of, of, or what they believe to be the stupidity of men by, oh, well, men don't understand how the body works. They don't understand the formation of, of a child at XYZ month. They don't, they don't get this. I mean, it's, it's don't be played. This is gonna get this is gonna get crazier, just so you know. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Hmm. My goodness. So this is a terrifying bridge. It is the world's longest glass bottom bridge that opened to the public, stretching over two thousand feet over a jungle in Vietnam. It's called the Bok Long Bridge. It translates to White Dragon. It's in the Somla province. They said that it's bigger than the one in China and the floor can support up to 450 people at once. It's made from French tempered glass. Uh, no. I, no. (laughs) I have never seen you so certain about anything in your life. Kane's immediately going, no, no, not gonna. Normally you're like, yeah, that might be kinda. You wouldn't do it, you wouldn't. What if someone offered you a million dollars? A million dollars? To like walk across it slowly. With only me? Then yeah. But with anybody else, no thanks. You're not 400. You're not even. You're not. 450 people is all yeah. I can handle? Yeah. No thanks. Well, you're not. You don't weigh as much as 450 people. You could oh, put wow. like a whole other handful of people on there with Thanks you. for noticing, but I'm still not going to do grief. it. grief. A paraglider got caught in a tree near. And this is actually is the thing. Poo Poo Point. It's in. Washington. A 60-year-old man got stuck into a tree. Uh, Eastside Fire and Rescue said their crew went to check on the man. He wasn't injured. He was chilling. It's really called that. It's called Poo Poo Point. Triple P, right? It's, uh, is it Issaquah? I'm pretty sure. Beautiful area. It's on West Tiger Mountain. And, uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> I got, I just, I'm fascinated by that name. I've heard of it before. I've heard of it in cartoons and that. Never, and I know that area, but I never actually, it is a, it's not a nickname. That's actually what it is. Stay with us. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. It's going to be very difficult. I, I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions, and they ought to be able to have a common ground and consensus as to do that. Mm, that's Joe Biden back in two thousand and six. Errol, well. 
pretty amazing, right? Look at that. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, make sure you sign up for chapter and verse. I got some stuff that I'm uh, preparing on break. I'm putting some stuff together so that I'll send that out to you later. Uh, interesting because this isn't, he's changed. I mean, that's what he said in 2006. And he said, I mean, even in the years before that, that's what his position always was. I was just looking at this uh, photo and I was reading this piece on the House Democrats are uniting to pass this bill. They did this back and they were pushing this in September of last year. And now they're talking about it again. It's the. Uh, uh, this it would go actually all the way. It actually would actually go all the way up to nine months. It's crazy. It's the Women's Health Protection Act. They were they, they keep the, some of them are now talking about revisiting that. That would that would establish. Uh, the voluntary termination of a pregnancy all the way up until like all nine months. All nine months. I've seen some people say this is going to really light a fire under Democrats ahead of uh, midterms. Yeah, but you got to think about this. We got a recession that's about to drop. So people aren't going to really be thinking about that when the recession comes. Right. Don't you agree, Kane? I don't really think I think that the whole Dobbs versus Jackson women's health organization i think that's all going to be kind of out of the wayside after yeah that. also like you said earlier during the show i think they've overplayed their hand on this one particular issue already because it's under a false pretense that somehow it's all going to be taken away from you with a supreme court decision it just moves back to the states so i think there's been an overreaction and i think uh you add that to the inflation and the economy issues yeah i think they're they're not going to get the bounce they think they're going to get from this. No, I don't think that they will either. Uh, I don't think I, I you're just not when it's too far out. Yeah. And this is something that is going to be I think that there that the decision on this was going to come out in uh, June, July, if memory serves. And so what's going to happen? I mean, if it is overturned, it does go back to the states. But um, then what happens? I mean, you'll have a lot of activists state by state. But really, can they weigh in? I mean, are you, I mean, where's the left at? They couldn't define what a woman is now. I mean, either men can't have an, a, an opinion on abortion or men can have babies. Which is it? That's a tough one. Is that a tough one? Tough Seems one. like a tough decision. Yeah, for Democrats. So that's what the, le- the left needs to decide whether or not men can have an, have an opinion on abortion or whether or not men can have babies. You can't, if they don't believe that men can have an opinion on abortion, and they, but they believe that men can have babies. Doesn't exactly work, does it? That's a no. That's rhetorical. It doesn't. It doesn't work at all. That's it's just, it's not. This is where they, they paint themselves into this corner, this corner of stupid rhetoric. That's ultimately what happened. They, they really got themselves in a dumb corner. So, hmm. Now, they're going to... And again, this draft, they've had deliberations on cases like this. It's, it's, it's fluid. This isn't the final draft. But just to say, like, what we're... You know, you, if you have this... And, the, and I agree with Andy McCarthy. The justices should just immediately come out with their decision now. And just... I think so. They may call the FBI to get to the bottom of this leak, too. They have the marshal of the Supreme Court investigating to see, because it had to have been a clerk or a justice. I think it was probably a clerk. I mean, we don't know for sure, but that's what everyone's speculating. And 
now if it's overturned then it goes back to where it was pre roe v wade meaning that each of the individual states will would be regulating it and so some states they have extreme legalizations of abortion so much so that it was you know they they i think that they could pass something more extreme than what roe v wade was federally which is still extreme but you know what i mean um they would have a bunch of states that have what they call there i was reading this piece karen townsend wrote on trigger laws that all these trigger laws would go into effect in states that would have limitations put upon abortion. Like in Texas, when you have Senate Bill 8, so after a heartbeat is detected, you, can no, you can't obtain an abortion. And that it's unique in terms of civilians can report. And abor- you, you, the, the mother is not, the mother is in charge, but they can report abortions and they can file civil court charges against people who are performing them. And so the trigger, as Townsend says, in Texas, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then DAs have the power to determine whether or not they're going to pursue charges against the woman. Can you say, woman, are you a biologist? Can the DA actually bring charges against a woman or against like if it's a woman doctor? Because they can't they can't pursue the way it is. The law is you can't bring charges against a woman. But if they go like what if the doctor is a woman? Can you actually I don't know. How does how can you even what about birthing person? What if it's not, see, this is also what I think. Well, if this is, if the the law actually discusses women and you're just a birthing person, then you're exempt, right? Because it doesn't name you, right? Isn't that what you can identify as? Right? I'm just asking. That's what all this stuff, it all does this. So there's, and if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then there is, there are 13 states that have, uh, some they make it they have different restrictions like in mississippi it's illegal after 15 weeks and that's typically it's the heartbeat law because 15 weeks is when they could detect to detect a heartbeat i mean you have to also think roe v wade this was 49 years ago science and tech was way different back then the viability of pre-born infants has been established a heck of a lot earlier to be interesting, thirteen Wyoming passed a trigger law, a, a restriction that would kick in right away if the court overturned its precedents. This is from Axios. Four states, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, West Virginia, have amended their con- their state constitutions to protect to prohibit protections for the voluntary termination of a pregnancy. Oklahoma state lawmakers passed a bill in April that would modify the language of a trigger law to ban voluntary terminations of pregnancies if the court overrules in whole or in part. Roe v. Wade or Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, some states would tightly restrict, even if they didn't have trigger laws like Florida, Indiana, Montana, Nebraska. And that's all from the uh, Guttmacher Institute. That's the Planned Parenthood, uh, what they call the Reproductive Rights Research Organization. Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Ohio, and South Carolina have all enacted restrictive laws that were then blocked by federal courts. They could have the, they could revive those policies, though, in a post-Roe uh, world. Michigan and Wisconsin, Axios notes, have pro-Roe abortion bans still on the books or, or voluntary termination of pregnancy bans, but that would not immediately take effect even if Roe disappeared. They would have to have some kind of action. The AG would have to be, would have to file an opinion. There'd have to be something. So then you have uh, 
a number of blue states that have been acting on the other side of that. So this is there's there's certain trigger laws that kick into effect. And then what it does is it it splinters their movement to because you have you, you by the way, you also have Senator Collins in Maine who's working to codify Roe v. Wade right now currently just wild this is i think that the timing of this being released too is something i was thinking about because this draft the first draft was written back in february we're going into midterms you i mean i think it there's probably a number of things that you could uh that someone who wanted to leak this you could get out of it the timing is a big part of it though it's if it's it's i mean because it's it's may we still have some we're just now getting into the primaries i do think that it was to pressure conservative justices into changing their vote because you have to remember they were going to come out with a decision on this that i think the schedule was like june july it's just weird that it wouldn't come in june i don't know maybe maybe this is what they maybe they felt that it was that that would have been too late who knows but it definitely was to was to intimidate justices into changing their vote. That's for sure. And I don't think I know a lot of people are hand wringing out there saying that this is going to fire up Democrats ahead of midterms. And if that's it's it's not going to be in as much in the foreground as people think it's going to be. That's coming up all the way in November. We're going to be in a recession by then. Plus, if it moves to states, they have to worry about their own state elections if that's yeah, the case. They're going to have to divert all of that money that they would have fighting it at the federal level. It's all going to have to go and they're all going to have to deal with it state by state. And furthermore, honestly, people can't have like nonstop abortion like that. The, that back and forth screeching because that's what the activists are like. They cannot deal with you're They're going to turn people. And especially the more they talk about it and you and you start talking about the viability of life and personhood, then they have to start talking about on some uncomfortable, some uncomfortable facts about this. You know, you have to talk about the how it's performed and what happens and how often it's happened and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I mean, it's just the way it is. And I really don't think that that's going to work out for them. Not at all. So, craziness. We got more here. I want to make sure, because it's not just this. This was kind of a crazy, still breaking news day. And I also want to make sure, because uh, we have some of the other reactions and stuff, and also uh, some tech, and uh, we're going to we're, we're gonna get in a couple of other things here. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. I was reading this uh, discussion, and it was like a transcript from Ian Samuel, who had once clerked for Supreme Court, late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. And I love this story. And he had, he's, he's recounting his first day. And this was published, uh, this was aired originally back in 2018. And he said this, he says, nothing will ever beat Justice Scalia on probably the first day that all four law clerks had started. 
He summoned us all in and said, welcome aboard. I'm really happy to have you. Here's how I run chambers. It's an open door. And if you need to talk to me about something, just come and talk to me. And he said, almost with a hint of regret, that he had to do this. But he said, I want to just emphasize something. And I only want to say it once. If I ever discover that you have betrayed the confidence of what goes on in these chambers, I will do everything in my power to ruin your career. And then he just let that hang for a second and then moved on to other subjects. It wasn't said in a mean way, but it also wasn't said in a way that admitted the slightest misunderstanding. And he certainly did not sound like he was even a little bit kidding. And again, at the time, writes Ian Samuel, I'm a 20-something-year-old lawyer. This is Justice Antonin Scalia. It does not require his power to ruin my career. The amount of power in his pinky finger was quite sufficient. So as a result, I think I've never really been tempted to betray his confidence, and I doubt I ever would be. (laughs) Scalia didn't mess around. So it makes you wonder who. Who was it and why? I mean, obviously, I think we know why. But what is your justification? What justification could possibly be legitimate enough to make any common sense person go, oh, okay, well, I can see that might be a good trade-off for undermining faith in the entire Supreme Court. Yet another institution that's fallen by the wayside, fallen to petty political posturing. Our founders worked so hard to set up and establish this republic. And now look at what their heathen offspring have been doing. And clerks are not there for life, obviously, like the justices are. I just don't think, I can't imagine it would be a justice. Because you could get impeached by the House. I can't imagine it would be a justice that would do it. But I could imagine a clerk. Man, can you imagine? That person would never work and log in. See, that's the thing. It doesn't matter what your your political positions are. There's something about our institutions. It's about the republic, the sanctity of the republic. That requires everyone to put their malice to the side. And it requires everyone to lay down their political prejudices and agree that these are institutions that should not be undermined. Because a republic is strong for many reasons. It's strong for its consistent application of the law. And it's also strong from the faith that the free people have in these institutions that they employ by the consent of their vote to handle these affairs for them collectively. And when you undermine this, you're undermining the nation. Today's stupidity, Kane. All right, it is our president. Um, So yesterday he was talking about senators from Delaware. And this is is what he said. Delaware at the Biden Institute. So we call that using a point of personal privilege. There have not been many senators from Delaware. It's a small state. Matter of fact, there's never been one. Uh, what? what? There's yeah, never there, been senators from Delaware? There has. Oh, man. 
I mean, it's daily with this guy. Yeah, he is. It's almost elder abuse at this point. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, there have been, there's been senators from Delaware. At some point, it's, I mean, I understand if you have like a couple of, where you mess up and you're, you're speaking. That's like, you know, it's a given, especially if you're in the public eye and you talk a lot. But this often for to this at this, it's just ridiculous. All right, folks, tomorrow, Wednesday, we got more fallout from SCOTUS. Sign up for chapter and verse, get all of the latest. Find me on Facebook and YouTube. I'll be back with you tomorrow.